welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Hey, Kevin, Property Soldier here. Okay, so I am doing this as a live on some of my different channels, some of my social media channels, and also going to release this as a podcast on my service accommodation property podcast. And ultimately, this video is and podcast is for people that don't fully understand or know their reason why, because there are people that succeed in property and some people that don't. And more often than not, it's because they are not motivated enough. The people that don't succeed, they're not motivated enough. They are not driven enough. So I'm going to talk about um, that subject here. I'm going to uh, relate to um, how that has panned out for me, how I've been able to Uh, motivate myself and leverage myself over the years and uh, the aim of this video is to maybe get you to delve a little bit deeper examine yourself and maybe uh, help in some of those areas too because the phrase the skill set without the mindset will leave you upset is the topic of this particular episode so Here's the thing. Some people um, have got the education. So fundamentally, I do believe that the property investment education is vital because you don't know what you don't know. But even people with that education um, don't necessarily go on to implement it. And that, I believe, is down to their own mindset. So what do I mean by that? Now, even, even people... Uh, who some people, two different people with the, the same education, the person with actually less IQ and, and less education and, um, you know, less social background and upbringing. Some, some people like that can still succeed where the, you know, the person that you might imagine is more likely to succeed doesn't. And that is purely down to their mindset. Now, what I'll um, talk about now is a situation with high earners. Because high earners are difficult people to get to in terms of getting them to put in the hard yards. And actually, I I believe that high earners are people that quite often will bury their head in the sand. I don't know if you can relate to that in terms of, look, I'm earning good income here. Why should I need to change that? And the thing is with, with earning good money, in a job is that um, if you bury your head in the sand and you think that, uh, you know, why do I need to change this situation? I think you're actually not identifying the importance of time freedom because quality of life is actually more important than money. And 
if you can create enough recurring income and the purpose of this is is from property if you can create enough recurring income from property you might actually end up on less money at least initially than you were in your job however you have got time freedom and i think people underestimate that and people that are in a in a job high earners they think because I, I think a lot of people bury their head in the sand over this. They think, okay, so I've, I'm just working my 40 hours a week, etc. But are you? Are they? Because you've got the commute to work. You've got the time at work. You've got the commute from work. And then you people take work home with them and they think about work all of the time. And then also, have you? are you able to take time off work if necessary if your friends and family need you to are you able to without getting the sack because most people if they're honest will know that if they have to step away from their work for a long period of time then they won't keep that job for long so actually you can be um, trapped in your job as well and ultimately this is what happens is is people um, you know they go higher up the ladder in a job in, in, in a career and become even more trapped in that because their expenditure goes up and um, you know people get nicer cars, nicer houses, nicer holidays, they nicer clothes, nicer restaurants, etc. And so they, they need the job more and more. So it can actually become harder and harder to get out of the rat race the higher up the ladder you go because an awful lot of people, you know, people that aren't on a, a high salary are quite often jealous of people that are on a high salary, but think of it in the situation that they're trapped in that and they don't have time freedom. And time freedom is actually where quality of life comes in, I believe. Time to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. You know, people say that money can't buy you happiness. Well, recurring income can buy you happiness because you know, wouldn't that make you happy being able to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want? Um, ask that question. So please don't be envious, you know, of people that are earning more in a job because, you know, they they are quite often trapped in that job. And also, have they got the time and the, the spare capacity to create extra time or to put time aside in order to be doing the, the work required? to make recurring income from property. So you know, going on the, the uh, online portal, searching for property, going to do the viewings, forming relationships with um, letting agents and estate agents and um, going to networking meetings and spending that, that time. Okay, so a lot of people don't think they have got enough time. Now, here is the main thing that will help no matter what the situation is whether you don't have enough time or whether you do have enough time whether you're in a high um, salary job or not whatever the situation is for you you've still got to step out of your comfort zone and to put that time to one side because we get into a pattern we get into a routine in life and somehow we have to find extra time in order to do the hard yards that are required in order to create the, the recurring income from property. So we've got to find that time from somewhere. But is there enough motivation to do that? And is there enough motivation to step outside of our comfort zones to go and do the things that we um, might not feel um, comfortable doing, like making a below market value offer? 
like going and, and speaking to a, a, a letting agent in order to get a rent to service accommodation property, let's say. That stuff for most people isn't normal. So it requires people to step outside of their comfort zone. So what is going to get you out of that comfort zone? And that is focusing on your why. Focusing on your why. Why is it important to get out of the rat race, to get out of the job, to stop exchanging time for money for somebody else? Why is that important? So I'll I'll tell you, um, for me, my uh, background you know how this manifested itself and also my other half Caroline my fiance who was a high earner and so she was she was on I, I was you know in the army so my brand the property soldier uh, I was in the army and uh, but my partner Caroline she was in IT um, IT management can't fix computers save her life but IT management and so she was on gone back over 10 years now um, 150 grand plus bonuses and company car etc so high salary but used to work lots and lots of hours and me I was in the army I was a regimental sergeant major and um, I was uh, it's a job isn't it and exchanging time for money in a job but obviously nowhere near the same salary as her but I actually had an ambition to climb the ladder in my job Um, My ambition was to commission to become an officer, uh, a commissioned officer in the army because regimental sergeant major is the highest rank you get to as a soldier. And then you uh, commission and I would have become a captain in my regiment, 2-9 Commando Regiment. And that had always been a lifelong ambition for me. So in order to give that up, something else had to be more important. All right. So that was me focusing on my why. Now, um, I'd had a couple of divorces before meeting Caroline and because army life can be very hard on any relationship. And um, I had um, carried coffins of my friends and attended the funerals and um, all of that um, unpleasant stuff that goes on because of, um, you know, what, what went on during my career, Iraq, Afghanistan, the Balkans, etc. And so that was staying in the army that's that was going to be the implication of staying in the army um no not a good quality of life in turn on that side but i had this ambition of becoming a, a commissioned officer in 29 commando regiment and um i had to make the decision to put in the hard yards that i talked about just now i've been investing in property for 19 years at the point that i actually went and got myself educated in property and it was only once I got myself educated, I realized that um, I had been, not been doing it very well for the previous 19 years. And so I, I now knew how I could go and do an awful lot better and, and therefore create enough recurring income from property. Because up until this point, um, my property portfolio wasn't cash flowing. Um, quite often, I'd be losing money on my portfolio every single month and sometimes significantly. Um, and I just thought it was just good enough to have a portfolio and didn't realize it was it could be cash flowing me um, a lot of money. And if you've got a portfolio, it should do. And so at that point, when I got trained, I had six properties and you know one of those was a HMO. Uh, but once I went and got trained, I realized I could be doing so much better and I could actually be creating life changing recurring income from having property. So I, I had to make a decision. Do I go for it? Do I find all this extra time? in order to put in these hard yards. So I focus on my why. I focus on why I needed it to happen so much. I handed in my notice on Remembrance Day 2010. 
the 11th of November 2010 so, and I would have to serve one year and if I put in those hard yards I would be leaving the army on 11-11-11 without the need to get a job and that was my mission and I decided that if I failed in my mission I would be failing the um, the, the my friends and colleagues who would never get to leave the army and spend the rest of their life with their families so um, that that was important to me not to fail on that one so I leveraged that so I leveraged myself and I leveraged my own future happiness um, etc by having my own time back to do what I want when I want with whom I want so please think about that please identify that in yourself why do you need your time? Who do you want to be spending your time with? And so for me, once I, I achieved my mission, and I did, I had to put in lots of hard yards, lots of driving, lots of traveling. I didn't know about serviced accommodation then. I was building my buy-to-let portfolio then. I was driving from the southeast of England to South Wales uh, weekends, sometimes overnight and back, and, and doing viewings, putting in offers, and doing the hard yards, and estate agents, and networking, and all of those things, whilst in a full-time job because I had to make it important enough for me to do that. It's a lot easier now with strategies like service combination and rent to service accommodation. You can create much bigger income a lot quicker. Um, and that's what I do. I, I do that myself and I teach people how to do that as well. But it still requires you to do some hard yards and to get out of your comfort zone. So there's no escaping that. So you've got to identify on your way. And so that was me. I achieved my mission. I left on 11, 11, 11. I hadn't had a job since and I am completely unemployable. I would be a nightmare employee. <laughs> no, I really would. I mean, I was 24 years in the army, pretty indoctrinated to do what I'm told, you know, follow orders, etc. And um, I've, I've totally left that behind now. I am my own boss. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I get up when I want and I go to bed when I want and, and my time is mine. And that's really cool. My daughter, when she needs me um, for the last over 10 years now, I've been there for her um, to, to drop everything and go there for her and um, my friends and my family, etc. Uh, so Caroline, let's talk about Caroline. So she was a high earner, as I said earlier on, uh, but ultimately I left the army first. Well, she wasn't in the army, but I left a job first. And um, and then she would have to leave me at home in bed when she'd be getting up really early to go to work because I was doing my, you know, viewings and stuff during normal hours and I didn't have to get really early um, for that. So she didn't like that at all. She loves her bed, our Caroline. All right, don't tell her I said, told you. Okay, but our Caroline just love, love sleep in the morning. Um, so again, that was getting on her nerves a bit. Um, and then she started to see, um, you know, looking at her life versus my life and me having time freedom. And she became pretty jealous and pretty envious of that. Um, and she realized that she did her sums and she realized well, how much recurring income do I actually need to create here to actually have time freedom, not to replace her current salary. And she was wise enough to not have her expenditure too high. So she didn't have this a stupid mortgage and a stupid cost of a, a house and, and car. She had a nice car, nice house, but she'd been good with her money. Um, you know, so she didn't have this ridiculous expenditure or debt to, um, to be able to maintain. Um, and so she was. She worked out how much recurring income she needed to create from properties. So it's X amount of properties. Um, I think it ended up being about five for her. 
Uh, and then that would be her able to leave her job as well. And so she went ahead and did that. So I achieved it in 2011 and she achieved it in 2012, um, which well, she went part time first and she was fully out of a job, out of a career in 2012. So now both of us fully free from work. Um, and I don't I don't tell, say this to brag. I don't say this to try and make you know, so that people are feeling jealous. I, I say this to hopefully try and inspire and motivate you because how would that feel? Totally free, um, having time freedom. Pretty cool, right? But it, it takes some effort. It takes some hard yards. It really does. Um, because property investing isn't easy. It's hard work, but it is the best hard work I've ever done. And I don't know if you, you've worked hard. I'm guessing you have. <laughs> have you been working hard for yourself or have you been working hard to put money in somebody else's pocket? That's the thing. So, um, yes, it's going to take you to um, do those do those hard yards. So how do you leverage yourself? Well, actually, you just need to focus on your why. So what is important to you when you've got your time back, when you've created the life-changing recurring income from property? So what do you want? There's nothing wrong with material things, by the way. I really like material things. I, I, I drive a, uh, a Porsche and I've got a, a lovely um, marina side uh, house, quite a big house on the marina. And, um, and I love lovely holidays and I love nice watches. And, and, and so, so I like material things. And I'm able to um, afford those because of my income from property. So that's pretty cool. So guess what? You should have a vision board. You may have heard this before, but have you done it? Have you created your vision board? Because um, you should be seeing the things that you want daily. Okay, you should be seeing the things that you want daily. So go online, find the things that you want in life, your flashy house, your flashy car and all of that stuff. So I actually um, want an Aston Martin next. So guess what? The screensaver on my phone is an Aston Martin. And uh, uh, the other part, I forget which one's which, but the other part when it goes in standby um, is a the, the house that I want, the much bigger, better house. So I still want to achieve more. So I still have to motivate myself. So I, I constantly see the things that are important to me. And in, in my office at home, I'm currently in uh, one of our apartment hotels um, you still see the wrapper on the television behind me, those people that are watching this, not listening on the podcast. But um, yeah, I'm currently away from home in an apartment hotel that's nearly ready uh, for uh, going live. And so, but at home, I've got um, the things in my office that are important to me. So the car, the house, the, the, you know, all of those, all of those types of things, the watches, etc. on a vision board. So you should do that too. Identify what's important to you. So you can print them out, cut them out of magazines or print it off the internet. Or, and have things on your screensaver, on your computer and on your phone and things like that. So you're seeing them daily. That will help you. And do it at work too. Okay. Your work colleagues might think you're a bit odd, but, you know, fine, tough. They might think you're a bit weird. But you know what? Sod being normal because there's no future in that as far as I'm concerned because normal is exchanging time for money in a job, hoping that you've got job security and hoping that there's so there's any such thing as pension security at a later date do you think that is real do you think that there is any such thing as job security or pension security i think 
most of us realize now and understand and accept that there is no such thing. Those of us that haven't got our head buried firmly in the sand, that is, because um, you've got to take control of this situation yourself. And property investing can enable you to do that. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, sod being normal, embrace the weirdness and be a weirdo. Okay, Because most people uh, are normal, but that that just doesn't work for me. So I, I do get it, though. It feels a bit odd being being different. You, your friends and family will look at you differently. But, um, and here's the thing. And it might make them feel uncomfortable and they might make try to make you feel uncomfortable and actually try to pull you down. Because birds of a feather flock together. And actually, um, it, it's because you're making them feel quite often, this isn't always the case, but it's quite often you're making them feel inadequate in their life um, that they actually want to stop you doing that so that they don't feel like they're failing or they are inadequate. So they try and pull you down. And they, they try and convince themselves that they're doing it because it's in your best interest, but actually... The reality is often they're just doing it because it's in their best interest to stop you achieving and to stop you going and going on to bigger and better things. And I get it. I get hostility even from some of my army colleagues um, who uh, are you change. You're not you're not the you know, my army nickname was pony always pony. Uh, you're not the pony. I remember you're just this materialistic bloke. Um, but do you know what? I'm there for my friends and I'm there for my family when they need me. And I can, I've got the, the, the time freedom to do that. And even the, the people that have um, accused me of not being, a, a, you know, the, the, the person that they know or, or likes better, I've actually gone and been there for them, even though I, a lot of people wouldn't have forgiven them for what they'd said to me in the past. But here's the thing, you've got to be the bigger and better person. They're lashing out because of their own um, feelings. So you've got to get over that as well your friends and family being negative to you stepping out of your comfort zone and, and wanting bigger and better things and trying to replace your job, etc. Because they need you, actually. They need you to become financially strong to be able to help them. And financially strong, I mean to have that life-changing recurring income, um, to be able to drop everything at the drop of a hat if necessary to go and help them and, and even help them financially. So um, that, that's been my experience. And so um, Caroline's experience uh, as well was when um, her mum and dad came to stay with us and uh, we they came for Christmas and ended up staying six weeks. Why? And Caroline had left her job at this point and she's a full-time property investor. Um, why did they stay for six weeks, Caroline's mum and dad? Because Caroline's mum actually um, fell out of the bed and she went to flip her, her legs down and they got caught in the, the bedding um, so her legs stayed on top of the bed and she fell over and put her arms out to stop her fall and um, and actually it was a hard floor um, and and broke her both her arms okay because um, she was you know a bit older older lady broke both her arms and so she then stayed for six weeks now Imagine that. I mean, this was in, we were in South Wales and she, uh, mum was from the uh, Luton area. Um, so imagine being able to do that in a job. You just wouldn't be able to do that. So you'd have had to have gone home in a hospital or gone to the local hospital and stayed or, or, or whatever. Imagine, would you be able to have mum and dad come and stay for six weeks with both arms in a sling, mum in a, both arms in a sling? It would, she would have needed 
people coming in daily. If you, you would have had to go out to work, right? Uh, most people, you would have to continue doing that. So then there would be carers and people coming in and having to do the intimate things that um, are necessary when both arms are in a sling, you know, um, don't need to go there. Um, but Caroline was able to, you know, be there for her mum. And, and that was actually very, very special for Caroline to be able to do that. And she just wouldn't have been able to if it hadn't, if she'd have still had that high paying job. So think about being able to be there for, for you, your, you know, your friends and your family when they are needed to. And then, you know, a few years later, um, Caroline's mum actually passed away, unfortunately. Um, she had a, a, an episode and, and a, a heart problem and she passed away. And Caroline's dad um, is um, has got disabilities and um, Caroline's mum was um, his carer for a lot of things. And so he's, um, you know, he's got quite a walking um, disability. And so, and he needed help and support at that time when Caroline's mum passed and he came to live with us. And so we were able to, um, for four years, he was living with us and we um, were able to adapt and have property um, so that it was suitable for him and create separate living space, et cetera. Um, and neither of us would have been able to do that for him had we have been in jobs either. Um, so it's really, really important. We both really benefited from cre creating life-changing recurring income from property and not needing a job. So again, focus on your own situation. Focus on what would you be able to do in an emergency for your friends and for your family if they really needed your time as well as money. And, and hopefully that will help you. That will help you do those hard yards that I'm talking about that are necessary in order to create the life-changing income, recurring income from property. So hopefully that was useful. I'm going to uh, end the uh, podcast recording there and, um, you know, reach out to me on, on my social media, you know, just search for um, The Property Soldier. Reach out for me on my social media if you want to, um, you know, comment or to... Uh, uh, you know, ask me a question on any of those things. If I can help you in any of those areas, I'd be uh, uh, happy to hear from you. I'm going to end the podcast recording with um, here's to your success in serviced accommodation. And remember, your future needs you. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.